Assalamualaikum brothers and sisters tuning into the Dean One Podcast. My name is Saf Kazi and I will be your moderator for today's program, inshallah. Before we begin, I'd like to remind our listeners to comment on this video down below to let us know how we're doing what you guys want to hear about in future episodes. With that being said, let's get right into it. Assalamualaikum Omar and Hayyan. Since we're in the middle of the month of November, let's talk about one of the holidays that's just right around the corner, Thanksgiving. Many Muslims in the West and even in the Muslim world have in some ways adopted this holiday by preparing halal turkeys, arranging a Thanksgiving feast, and getting together with their families supposedly for the sake of being thankful for everything they have in their lives. Now I ask you both, what's Islam's take on celebrating the Thanksgiving holiday? So before I get into Thanksgiving itself, I want to talk about this concept, this concept of fitting in, this concept of um, the fear of being rejected or not being accepted. And this is what has come down to because us as Muslims, we feel the need to participate and celebrate in these holidays such as Thanksgiving. And it's because we want to be accepted. It's because we want to fit into this culture. And that is not a criteria for us as Muslims. We need to realize that for us, only halal and haram is our criteria. And celebrating a holiday which comes from a different aqidah or which comes from um, ideas that contradict Islam would be haram to celebrate. And we need to make it clearer to ourselves, to our friends, to our families, to our communities that we are only here to please Allah Azza and no one else. We're not here to fit into the culture and compromise our beliefs for this. Now, eating turkey is obviously halal, and Allah has made a halal on every day for us. But that's not the problem here. The problem is imitating the actions of the kuffar, or or the need to be fitting into their culture, their ideas, and compromising your beliefs for this. Besides, what is Thanksgiving Day? Where does it come from? And when you look back at it, it's not something to be thankful for. It signifies the occupation of a land, exploitation of the inhabitants, and importation of slaves, Muslims as well as non-Muslims, a whole massacre. So it's not something that should be tolerated or recognized. There's nothing to give thanks for. And when it comes to imitation, it is reported by Ibn Umar and Hudayfa radiallahu anhu that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, whoever imitates a people, he is one of them. Both of you have brought up this pressure to be accepted, this pressure to celebrate holidays which obviously contradict the Islamic way of living life. Which begs the question, is there an easy or simple way of breaking down what we can or cannot celebrate? This is a very good question. In Islam, there are essentially only two categories of holidays. There are the holidays which are established by the Quran and Sunnah, and then there are holidays of other nations which are not from Islam. And it's a very clear division between what is allowed and what's not. There's only two holidays which are allowed to be celebrated on a national scale. And those are the two Eids which are given to Islam, the Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha. These are well established in the Quran and Sunnah. And these are uh, holidays which Rasulullah himself celebrated. And we should follow that example. He did not celebrate other national holidays or the holidays of the Kuffar and their religions. Therefore, all other holidays of other nations, Christmas, Diwali, uh, Thanksgiving, you know, 4th of July, Valentine's Day, Halloween, these all fall under the category of the holidays of other nations. They have nothing to do with Islam. They have no basis in Islam. And we have no evidence from Islam which permits us to participate in them. We are strictly given two national holidays and we are not allowed to participate in these other holidays outside of this. So you've managed to clarify the two different categories of holidays in Islam. But what if you were put into a situation where a non-Muslim attempts to include you in their festivities? Would it be allowed? 
So when you're talking about how to deal with people or how to deal with non-Muslims when they're celebrating their holidays, um, first, it's important to establish that we cannot celebrate these holidays no matter what. And whatever kind gesture we do take, we have to make sure that we are not stepping over the line and this line is participating in any way or any shape or form in this holiday. So we have to be absolutely clear on that. Yes, we can be kind to them, but we cannot even say, you know, like Merry Christmas to them or we cannot even give them a gift because then we're participating in the holiday and we're going against something. We're going against, you know, Allah's will. We're going against uh, Islam. We're going against our, our own ideas. So the best way is to, you know, engage with these non-Muslims in a kind way um, to show them why we cannot, you know, participate in this holiday or why it would be wrong for us and give them da'wah, show them what Islam is. And this is the way we should deal with people. All right. So now you've basically outlined what's acceptable and what's not within the boundaries of Islam with regards to celebration specifically. But the pressure to conform within our society persists to this day. What's your advice on tackling this pressure to conform and celebrate? It's not easy to deal with the pressure to conform and celebrate these holidays, especially when you have uh, Muslim relatives or friends or other Muslims in your community who are celebrating them. Sometimes you may even see that your masjid is participating in these holidays. But we have to be firm in our belief and understand what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us and do that which he wants and not that which other people expect from us. The main things you should do to deal with this sort of pressure to conform is, number one, really ground yourself in your aqidah and stick to your principles. And at the end of the day, nobody is going to sort of outcast you for this. People will respect you when you stick to your beliefs. And if they do outcast you, then it's not something that you need to worry about because your reward is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not with other people and their judgments of your actions. The other thing you should do is be very clear with other people when you are participating in these holidays. Uh, make this an opportunity for da'wah. Uh, talk with other Muslims on why they should not be celebrating. Talk with non-Muslims about what your beliefs are and why it is that you don't participate in these things and what it is that Islam has to say overall as a message. And, you know, you should be very proactive with this. Uh, just explain yourself clearly and it will save you from being put into an awkward situation later on where if you're just playing along with things and keeping silent, people won't realize, you know, that you should you don't want to be there and you save yourself from also tempting yourself to do something haram. And at the end of the day, you should have sabr, have patience, um, what seek refuge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you are feeling um, very, you know, down or excluded or uh, you feel like there's too much pressure on you and take you know, take joy in the holidays that we are given and blessed uh, with from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the two reeds. And you should surround yourself with good Muslim company who will help you to strengthen your aqidah, strengthen your iman, and you can enjoy your time with them, and that will be a be better gathering for you. That's very good advice. What about celebrations that are part of Islam, though? What do you guys have to say about Islamic celebrations and how they should be celebrated? So as we mentioned a few times, there are only two holidays which are allowed based on the Quran and Sunnah for Muslims to celebrate on a national scale, and these are Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha. There's a hadith narrated by Aisha radiallahu that Abu Bakr who came to the house of Rasulullah while two Ansari girls were singing about the stories of the Ansar. And Abu Bakr who became angry and he said, oh, musical instruments of shaitan in the house of Allah's messenger sallam. But this happened to be on their Eid day and Allah's messenger sallam, said, oh Abu Bakr, there's an Eid for every nation and this is our Eid. 
So clearly in this example, Rasulullah is allowing these girls to enjoy themselves on this day and celebrate because it is the day of Eid. And so it's allowed for us to enjoy the holidays which are given to us and to celebrate them and have fun with our friends and family. But we have to make sure that everything we do is within the boundaries of Islam and that we do everything, even having joy and having fun, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and nothing else. Not to imitate the kuffar, not to try to please other people, but only to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seek reward with Him in the akhirah and not to be too caught up in the affairs of this dunya. Very well put. Well, it's about time to wrap this up. Jazakallah khairun for taking the time to answer these questions and guide us through another episode of the Dean One Podcast. Jazakallah khairun. Before we end, I'd just like to remind our viewers to like, subscribe, and comment down below to provide us any necessary feedback for future episodes to come. Anything good in this podcast comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anything that is incorrect is due to our own shortcomings. With that being said, assalamu alaikum.